Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Does the thought of Jesus coming back scare you a little? Well, in today's message, Pastor J.D. will show you that if you're a believer, the return of Jesus is something that you can look forward to. As the world spirals downhill, according to Pastor J.D., the amount of time before Jesus' return is shorter than a fly's eyelash. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 10th, 2023. I think we would do well, and again I'll include myself in this, to put a comma on the end of whatever that what-if fear is in your life. Not a period, a comma, and then, or you could put a semicolon if you want. In fact, just go ahead and put a colon, whatever you want. Spell check, probably is going to flag it, but whatever. So here's your problem, blah, 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 blah. You fill in the blank, but then put a whatever. But is anything too hard for the Lord? That should settle it right there. Well, it's with this foundation that I'd like to build upon concerning the many what-ifs in our lives by addressing some of the biggies, I'll call them biggies. More specifically, the what-ifs that have the greatest significance prophetically as the unprecedented days ahead unfold. And I use the word unprecedented because by that I mean the what ifs as they relate to what's ahead. What's ahead? Well, Jesus said that it would be the likes of which we've never before seen nor will ever see again. That's what's ahead. And this unprecedented word is going to come up again, so hang on to it for just a moment. I realize this is quite a (laughs) dramatic, I'm not trying to be melodramatic here, it's just the truth. What's the truth? The truth is that we are quite literally on the cusp of the seven-year tribulation. And I mean on the cusp. Okay, I haven't used this one for a while, I'm going to go ahead and use it. No extra charge on this one. Like a gnat's eyebrow away. And yes, gnats have eyebrows. Actually, this is our first what if, which is that of what if the rapture is about to happen? Wait, Pastor, didn't you just do an update on this a couple weeks ago? Yes, I absolutely did. But 
What we didn't cover in that update is the aforementioned unprecedented, unprecedented signs in the sun, moon, and stars, as Jesus himself prophesied in Luke 21, 25. I have to confess that there are those who have presented very compelling evidence concerning said unprecedented signs never before seen coming to pass during this year's fall feasts. Signs in the sky that have never been seen before in the history of mankind and will never ever be seen again. Namely, the Feast of Trumpets. Add to this a very interesting prophecy in Joel 2.31, which some have connected to these upcoming drills or exercises, if you prefer, that are planned on these specific fall feast dates. No coincidence here. Just by way of a reminder, on this September 10th, September 11th of 2001, there were all kinds of military exercises and drills that were planned for that day, that day. And they're doing it again. They don't just pick a day. Well, what, what day you got open on your schedule? No. Oh, what a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. You've got a pre-planned exercise planned on that feast day? <laughs> Come on. Come on. What are you talking about, Pastor J.D.? I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I actually do. What I'm talking about is chiefly What's planned by Earth X, dubbed, listen to this, Black Sky, Thursday, September 14th, and this is a global exercise. Then subsequently the FEMA, yes FEMA, and FCC, they have an exercise plan for Wednesday, October 4th, which is national, and both of which I would encourage you to research on your own. I promise you, your eyes, I hope, I shouldn't promise, because if you have eyes to see, your eyes are going to be opened. If you have ears to hear, you are going to be just flabbergasted. Now again, I'm not trying to be dramatic. The reason I say what I just said is because both these national and global exercises not only coincide with the fall feast, so too do they comport with the prophecy from Jesus himself in Luke 21, 25, and here in Joel 2.31. I'd like to read Joel 2.31. The sun, listen, the sun shall be turned into darkness, dark sky, and the moon into blood, keyword, before. Before what? Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, the tribulation. Be that as it may. 
I think it's incumbent upon me to also address conversely the question of what if the rapture does not happen during this appointed time? The answer is twofold. For those who are weary and heavy laden, <laughs> longing for the Lord's return, never, ever, ever, ever lose hope. The reason I say this this way is because of an obscure proverb in chapter 13, verse 12. It's a much needed reminder that while it's perfectly normal to have your heart sink when hope is delayed, that longing for the blessed hope will be fulfilled. Listen to the proverb, Proverbs thirteen twelve. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But, I don't know why it is that we leave this last part off, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Did you catch that? Ah, oh, your heart sinks, not yet. The hope has been not denied, deferred, delayed. And your heart sinks, perfectly normal. But, when that longing is fulfilled, and that longing will be fulfilled, it will be the tree of life for you and for me. Actually, this longing fulfilled dovetails into the second part of this what if, which is that we still have work to do. We need to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus with what little time we have, and we have little time. And here's why. And, and again, just indulge me. If and when we're busy about the things of God, this what if will dissipate. What do you mean? Well, by that I mean, because now our focus is on getting people to Jesus, and it gets us to stop focusing on our problems. I think that's by God's design. Because, like you, I have no problems in my life. I have many problems in my life, but not one of those problems will remain unsolved when the rapture happens. It takes care of them all. So the point is, focus on getting people to Jesus instead of focusing on your problems, because He will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. That peace of God, from the God of peace that Paul writes to the Philippians about in chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, it's supernatural. It's perfect like He is perfect. And it transcends human understanding, and it settles your heart. You want to, you struggle with anxiety? I've been very open about my struggle with anxiety and fear. I am walking in victory, by the way. But I'm just as prone as the next to give in to that anxiety and start worrying and when I do, I just have to go right back to Philippians chapter 4, 
where I'm reminded that you want to worry about no thing, thank God for anything, and pray for everything, and you'll worry about no thing. And when you do, that peace of God from the God of peace will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Settle you. Isn't the enemy good at filling in the what if blank? And we we cooperate fully with him, don't we? Should I just speak for myself again? (laughs) Because, I mean, he, he gets me every time. What if blank? I'm like, I didn't even think about that one. And then he, 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 he keeps taking me down the what if road as far as I'll let him, and I've let him take me too far for too long down that road. Well then, what if that happens then because of this what if, and it snowballs. And the next thing you know, you've got yourself into a what-if scenario that is just... (laughs) And and the Lord's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Really? You're going to let the enemy get away with that? You're not going to take every thought captive in the obedience of Christ? You're just going to... The door knock comes... Oh, that's that's old-fashioned. I need to upgrade my... I guess you get a text, I'm here. Okay, so you get the text, I'm here, and you let him in. Who? The enemy. Not only do you let him in, you know, we're so concerned about what we let into our bodies. What about our minds? That's where the battleground is. It's in the mind. So we let him in. And we let him have dinner. We set the table. So now let's talk about this. Wow. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Wouldn't it stand a reason that he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you? Wouldn't it stand a reason that the opposite is also true? The one that is not focused on the Lord, whose mind is not stayed on the Lord, will not have peace. Instead, they'll have the opposite of peace because they're not trusting in the Lord. So, Anxiety, worry, fear, focus. Have you ever noticed, in fact, the interesting original word in the Greek in Philippians 4 carries with it the idea of a a divided mind, where your mind's going a million miles an hour, as we would say. Have you ever noticed that you can't think about two things at the same time? Oh, but I'm a multitasker. No, you're not. You're a multi-distractor, is what you are. Because your mind, come on, you're, you're watching this and reading that. No, you're not. You think you are. You're not. Because the mind is not wired that way. I guess it's, you could say, in, in the sanctified sense, you have a one-track mind. And you, your attention is undivided. You cannot think about that having your mind on him, and be worrying about this. It doesn't work that way. It's one or the other. It's either or. If my mind is stayed on him as Jehoshaphat, and I'm looking, my eyes are looking to him, (gasps) 
Here comes the text. I'm here. Go away. Oh, you might want to text back. I've been expecting you. I ain't opening up the door. You ain't going to do it this time. Why? Because my mind is stayed on Him. My eyes are looking to Him. My trust is in Him. You know what comes packaged with this heavenly minded focus? It comes packaged with the beginning of the longing being fulfilled. Let me explain. When you're heavenly minded, your mind is stayed on Him, you're focused on the things of God, getting Jesus to people and people to Jesus, it changes the complexion of everything in your life. Because now you're looking at those what if problems, those fears, those doubts through the lens of your God, instead of looking at your God through the lens of your what if fears. Changes everything. Your whole focus has changed. In fact, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 34, Jesus speaks directly to this in His Sermon on the Mount. You cannot serve two masters as one or the other. Don't worry about those things, because the pagans worry about that stuff. Your heavenly Father will take care of you. If He's going to take care of the birds of the air, they weren't made in the image of God like you, the flowers of the field, as cold, as splendidly as they are, they were not created in the image of God. You were. So if God's going to take care of that flower and that bird, how much more is He going to take care of you? But He talks about being double-minded and double vision, because where the heart is, that's where your treasure, where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be also. And if the eye is evil, evil eye, that's a whole other, why did I even, I don't have time to, double vision. That's actually, I have astigmatism, double vision without the glasses. Both of you look marvelous, by the way, just want you to know. But you're divided, you're double-minded, you're double-visioned. It's one or the other. Well, this brings us to our second what if, which is, have you heard about this? This is classic. What if Russia makes good on a rumored war launching a nuclear attack on the U.S.? Oh no! Tuesday, September 5th, American Military News posted a video showing a nuclear strike on the U.S. And in it they state, quote, a Russian state television station threatened nuclear strikes against the United States in response to U.S. involvement in the war between Russia and Ukraine. What if? Well, if we're still here, the answer to this what if is that if this is pre-rapture, we don't go up in the rapture, we go up by way of rupture, which is actually sooner. So it's kind of a win-win deal, I'm thinking. I'm not trying to be cute. I would not succeed at any attempt to be anyway. I'm simply referencing a prophecy from the Savior Himself recorded in Matthew 24 in this regard. Jesus said, when as, what will be the signs of the end of the age and your return? He said, there will be wars and threats of wars, better translated, rumors of wars, as some of your translations render it. And He likens them to birth pains. 
at the time of the end. And what do we know to be true about birth pains? They come in greater frequency and greater intensity. And so too are the threats of wars, as well as the wars coming in greater frequency and intensity. And at the time of the end, this is what it's going to look like. And I'm looking at this, and it looks to me like it's the time of the end. There are two more what ifs I want to answer. Kindly allow me to preface them by saying that these what-ifs, like the many with them, confirm that the end isn't near, the end is here. Oh, how I so hope you don't tire of me saying that, because I'm going to keep saying. The end is not near. The end is here. I'll take and tackle this third what if because of its potential impact on us as a church. What if there's a new round of being locked down? Okay. If this were to happen, We do not have permission from the Lord to shut the doors on this His church, and we never will. Okay, what if they chain us up and lock us out? By the way, they've done that to churches. Let me simply say that we are already working on a plan to get God's Word out if they lock us out and if we're still here. And that's all I'm going to say. This brings us to the fourth and final what if, which is the fear of what if there's a new mask and so-called vaccine mandate. As for the masks, now please hear my heart on this. We will never ever, 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 ever require masks in this God's church. Nor, let me hasten to say this, nor will we look down on anyone who would choose to wear a mask. However, if you choose to wear a mask, You need to know something about that mask. By the CDC's own admission, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Even worse. I I really don't want to look at anybody right now, because there's probably, I'll I'll just look down. Please receive this from my heart to your heart. This is my shepherd's heart because I love you, and I want to speak truth to you in love. You speak truth in love because of love. I love you enough to speak the truth to you. And here's the truth about masks. (laughs) Even worse, it has the potential of making your health worse. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? 
Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.